0: This is the Geek and Out Loud podcast where we have interesting conversations about the latest news in movies, comics, and all things geek. With your hosts Sherelle Peterson, Justin Williams, and Heather Wilde.
1: I was able to watch
0: Project Power a few days ago. On Netflix.
1: I watched half of Project Power yesterday, I'll admit that. Then I watched the other half today, yeah. and I'm not going to lie, I loved it. Jamie Foxx, he never disappoints, really. Yeah. I don't think he...
0: Very few movies he's in, I'm like, eh, could have been... Or it wasn't bad. I don't think
1: I've ever seen him in a bad film. Mediocre, people, maybe, most, but not bad. Yeah, most uh, people didn't mediocre. like him in the Amazing Spider-Man 2, though.
2: Well, that was just not a good movie.
1: It... Yeah, hi, Heather. (laughs) Yeah, I have
0: things on my heart about Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 2, mostly what it could have been similar to Spider-Man 3 and how it started off good, and the further along it went, it just crumbled into this mess where the director didn't know what to do with too many characters on screen. And Jamie Foxx was so good as the alter ego Max, but when he became Electro... By the time he became Electro, the film wasn't even about Electro anymore.
1: Oh, no. It
0: it was about this expanded cinematic universe that they actually never did. And it was about all these other characters and the Sinister Six and Harry. And it was a mess. And and they killed Max. That was the only Spider-Man movie since 2002, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man, where there was no emotional impact for the death of a villain. There is always that remorse or that regret or that I need to try to save him or something. Even when Venom died in Spider-Man 3, Peter screamed, no, like he he was trying to save Eddie. And then when Max died, Electro died, Spider-Man cracked a joke Uh, and immediately moved on
1: to the next scene where Green Goblin was introduced, huh? I thought we were going to say say Gwen Stacy died. I'm like, well, that was impactful, so... That was impactful, yes.
0: Oh, it was terrible. I hate thinking about the way that just hearing that sound when she hit the ground was just terrible. They did her dirty. They, oh my gosh. They did her so wrong. She had to go. We all know that. That's just the story of Gwen Stacy, but yeah. my God. Anyway, enough about Spider Man. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. But now let me, uh, we're going to get in deep into the conversation about Project Power, but. We'll start with you, Justin. What did you think about Project Power?
0: I thought it was good. I didn't think it was great. I think that had it been expanded upon a little more, it could have been it could have been really deep. But when you're introducing a superhero or superhero type movie, especially an R-rated one, which already sets expectations in your head about the quality of the film, you have two hours basically to introduce all the good guys, all the bad guys and the plot and somehow make the audience care about these characters. So I felt like the movie probably took a little too long establishing, introducing and developing the good guys. There really wasn't a super solid plot. Like as far as it being a superhero movie, but then looking back at it i think to myself this isn't just a superhero movie this is also a police film this k- kind of a not really a who done it but has a mystery element as the characters are trying to get to the bottom of the source of the the power drug and stuff i thought it was definitely original i oh, love yeah. the i love the concept of the of taking powers very similar to what's that movie called with bradley cooper where he takes the pills and he's limitless it's very yes. much like like Limitless, which I appreciated. I thought that was a fantastic concept. The visuals when they took the pills and started to immediately develop their powers was just riveting, visually arresting. I thought the humor was on point. I love that it had a happy ending. And whether or not they do a sequel, you told me earlier that a sequel is in the works. I'm just happy to have had a, a, an original film which has a, a lot of great people in it. Courtney B. Vance is in it. Obviously, Jamie Foxx, who looks fantastic for 52. <laughs> yeah. And George, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who's just a fan favorite, and one of my personal favorites, of course, too. I, I just thought it was solid. It wasn't revolutionary,
1: but it was original,
0: and, I, yeah, I definitely
1: enjoyed it. What were you, Heather? What do you
2: think about it? I wasn't enamored with it. It... <sighs> When I was starting to watch it, I'm like, okay, we've seen this before. I mean, I, I was immediately thinking Limitless. I was starting to think of I was, I, the acting. Ugh, there was so many things that were pulling me out of it. One of the, the most glaring things for me was Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who I absolutely love, was overacting and he doesn't normally do that. And mm. I couldn't understand why. And I was thinking maybe it's because he's trying to be the tough cop. And, mm. but he's played the tough cop before and he doesn't normally do the overacting. And then, and then I, I did some more research into this movie and I was like, they had an $85 million budget for it. And I couldn't figure out where it went because the actors certainly aren't that level of paying. They don't get that salary. These are not that high salary right. actors. And there certainly weren't the types of maybe there's one scene that had the type of CGI or practical effects or something like that was worth that but so I couldn't figure out maybe it was reshoots maybe it was something but for setting up a movie like this I I, there were just a lot a lot of problems I had with it that just kept pulling me out of the movie I was like while I was watching it, I was second screening and like they spent $85 million on this. So mm. uh, <laughs> I, I just couldn't get into it.
1: When I watched it, it reminded me of bad boys, like almost like a bad boys, type Bob only with superpowers. And so when I watched it, I'm, I don't know, like when I, it's original. Yes. And I love the fact that it came from animals, like these powers. Right. Because when I first seen it, In the trailer, I'm like, okay, it's about powers and drugs. And all of a sudden, I'm like, it never mentioned in the trailer, yeah, we get these from animals. But Mm -hmm. once I watched it, I'm like, this is new. (laughs) I'm like, I'm not going to lie. I haven't thought my mind. So what would happen if you took three different type of pills at the same time? Would you just, would they counteract each other or? Well,
2: no, so what they had said in the, what they explained in the movie is that the first time you take the pill, your own animal or your own power comes out. So you only ever get one power.
1: Dang, that sucks.
2: And it's the same power no matter how many times. So that's why it's like the chameleon guy is always the chameleon guy. And but you but it's like Russian roulette, you don't know what your power is gonna be. And so there was that one scene where he's like, What's it gonna be? What's it gonna be? You gonna take it? And and so mm-hmm. he's goading him in to taking it. And yeah, so it, it's, it's interesting, but yeah, if, if you have a pretty sucky power, then you would never take it again. And if you have a really cool one, then you get addicted to this drug. What, what I did find interesting about it is the drug dealer is this 12-year-old girl.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But we got to all admit, the real hero here is the pistol shrimp.
2: <laughs> when I first when, I,
1: when Jamie Foxx started saying, you know what the toughest animal is? My mom first started saying a line, that's when he said... And then he's like, no, it it's a pistol shrimp. I'm like, excuse me, I even looked into it. I'm like, what? What did a pistol shrimp got to do in a line of caint? And then I uh, first seen him take the pill. I'm like, I will take that back. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh man, I love it how he was talking so bad, high mighty, about the pistol shrimp. But like, even to the guard, the guard was like, shut up. He's like, no, for real. You know what the pistol shrimp can do? And <laughs> he showed him. But yeah. But, uh, yeah, like, if in y'all's opinion, what would y'all's superpower want to be from an animal, like, in y'all's opinion? Oh, wow.
2: So, I live in Las Vegas. I live in the desert. And we don't have water very easily here. So, I think my, I'd want the superpower of being able to metabolize water from anything. So, super camel powers or something like that.
1: <laughs> oh, man. What about you, Justin?
0: Geez, I don't know. Like, animals are just beautiful. We look at them, we take them for granted. But it's like when God made all these animals, he freaking knew what he was doing. We learn new stuff about them all the time every day. About the crazy things that they do. But I'm thinking, how many of those things are actually going to be helpful in a fight? So I don't really know. You could have a cat's ultra agility kind of catwoman style. I, I don't really know if she actually has the powers of a cat. When in when she that when that happened in Batman Returns, I still don't understand the magical properties of how that actually happened. <laughs> so, but I think about that a lot. I'm like, oh wow, she's just like a feline. And I think that would be fun. But honestly, I really don't know. Um even watching the movie I'm like the, the dude I don't know if it was newt or if it was a different character, but his ability from the, that he got from whatever animal turns water into like magma I think was what they were explaining yeah. and he basically becomes like the human torch when he takes those pills and is like super sick so it's like this idea where you get an ability but you're also manifesting it in a kind of a different way it, so I, I don't know I'm probably thinking way too hard into
1: this Yeah, but, dude I don't know there's just there's so many cool options out there Mine. Would be like have a wolf senses, you know what I'm saying? Oh, the, yeah, like the agility, the strength, all that from wolf. And it was either that or electric. I really just thought of that like, man, a wolf sense would be so cool. I could be like my own werewolf type deal, but if I had electric eel powers, I can use electricity. The decisions, decisions, mm.
0: but uh, yeah, electro part two.
1: Oh, yeah, I don't know why I still Jamie when I first seen Jamie Fox in the last of that fight scene with that guy that had the frog powers where he can his bones come out of his skins and everything. Yeah. Dad. I'll admit that was badass.
0: That was gross, but but it was also really cool. It it very much reminded me of a weapon X kind of deal. Oh um, you know what I mean? Like one of those guys involved in Weapon X or weapon eleven or whatever, like they would definitely have a, a Wolverine Sabertooth esque
1: power like that. I didn't think that one was gross. I think which one was gross when he could, like, the guy that manipulated a literary bone, like, he he could dislocate his bones and everything. Yeah. I don't even know what animal he got that from. I think a rat, maybe? Said They mentioned it at the beginning,
0: at the very beginning of the film, or maybe not the very beginning, but some, in the first couple of scenes when they were talking about the animals, I think when one of the villains was introducing his, like, pitching it, he was talking about the animals and stuff like that. And they had mentioned which one did what, but I yeah. kind of got lost in everything. But
1: um. oh yeah, and I don't know why, but I'd be mad if I was that girl looking at uh, Jamie Foxx saying, "You killed my cousin," even though he did pretty much die. But did he? Did Jamie Foxx really kill him?
0: No, I, he overdosed on those pills because he took one after five minutes ran out, then he popped three more simultaneously. So, he really did that to himself. Being underwater didn't make him spontaneously combust. I do think that was a result of him ODing on this drug, essentially.
1: It was uh, sad about that girl with that had the thermal, like, powers. It was sad about her in the ice. That, yeah, that was sad and gross. It really uh, was. Okay, event, you keep seeing Jamie Foxx through the window of when she was, like, almost overdosing, and I'm like, okay, Jamie Foxx is gonna be a good guy, and Break her out, nope, still killing. Five seconds later, he'll get her out eventually. Nope, still killing. Until she finally freezes and I'm like, Huh.
0: Yeah, poor demonstration.
1: Oh yeah. Like if they make a sequel, it had to be this everyone had to be the same, I think. Like except I don't know if Jamie Foxx should be in it or the cop, but I never I I didn't really think about that much. I didn't know who should be in it the second one.
0: I I agree with Heather. I think Gordon Levitt was really overacting. Not that I didn't like his character, with the exception of G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra. He almost, he always plays the good guy or a good guy. Yeah. And I liked him in this role. It was fitting, right? Uh, Other than the overacting and the terrible accent, he was pretty solid. But what I would like to see in a sequel is Jamie Foxx's character... Art, I think his name was. Yeah. I, I, I want to see him meet different people, right? So it'd be cool if they mentioned Gordon Levitt or even had a cameo with him in the sequel, but I'd like to see him partner up with another A-list actor playing a completely different character on a new mission that has something to do with power or the drug power. And then maybe in a threequel, have all these characters from the first one and the second one collaborate together and whatever. But I think it'd be a good opportunity to introduce, maybe not too many new characters, but maybe one or two, because you don't want a sequel focusing too much trying to develop these characters or introduce them. Yeah. So that that's what I would like to see, Heather. I don't know what you 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 think. Would you like to see Joseph come back?
1: Heather.
2: I think that for a sequel, the way judging the way Netflix has been going with their sequels, it'd probably be like. Robins Revenge or something uh like because she's avoided taking the the drug and just has been dealing it to people it would mm-hmm. probably be like oh no she's tempted to now take it and now that her rap career has taken off mm-hmm. a a sequel would be about her dis- decline because she's now taken it and it turns her into somebody that can't rap anymore because, I mean, it just, that seems like where it would go. I don't know. Maybe. And, and that just made me pessimistic about what the writing was on this one. But it seems that it, all of the, the world building that they may have done, they they seem to want to focus it around Robin and, and her, not on anyone else.
1: Yeah, like, I even heard that the uh, screenwriter, he was waiting for Marvel or DC to hire him, and he, they didn't. So he decided to make Project Power make his own thing, and go from there.
0: That was a good move on his part. I'm I'm glad he did. I wouldn't want to see a poor adaptation of something that we've already seen before, and much rather see something, at least at them trying something new. Like, I love Boys, and I love Umbrella Academy, but those are based off of properties yeah. that already exist, so I I like seeing real original stuff, just fresh out of nowhere. I think that's Bold and it's brave, and in an era where superhero cinema is oversaturated, it's really easy to get exhausted with it. And stuff like Project Power, even though it wasn't phenomenal, just where it came from and how it came about—that's the kind of stuff that I think is going to keep superhero cinema uh, alive
2: yeah, for a while. So one thing that that I kept thinking about while watching this was the Will Smith movie Bright which was also a Netflix movie and it was also based on a completely off the wall new idea. And so bright just a, a quick recap is what if like fantasy characters exist in real life and that's just a given. And now let's create a gritty like cop movie. <laughs> and it's take it as a given that you have all sorts of fantasy characters living in your world and, and now just create a normal buddy cop movie. So like lethal weapon with actually it wasn't even like lethal weapon. Cause that's a comedy movie. So just mm-hmm. in, so yeah. And bright was like, it wasn't the best movie, but it was like, I was actually in for the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like I did, I, so I wanted this to be that. So that was the bar that I was going for with this movie, and it just didn't hit it.
1: Yeah. Like, when Netflix has been getting a bunch of good movies, like The Old Guard, Extraction, Mm -hmm. they've been doing some, since quarantine happened, they've been doing some good movies out. So Mm -hmm. I was expecting it to go high up in there.
0: Yeah. They're really banking off the cinematic paradigm shift where their best content is, or rather extremely good content, is just going straight to the streaming And honestly, like Netflix and I would say Amazon Prime have such extraordinary original content, TV shows, movies, and they've been doing that for a long time. So I feel like they were prepared for something like, you know, quarantine, whereas other streaming services would probably have to step up a little more. And yeah, Netflix has this in the bag. This is their moment. This is their year. And it's a good time for them to keep popping out good movies. I haven't seen Extraction but I did watch the old guard. It was a hell of a lot of fun. It was a fantastic movie, in my opinion. And yeah, I just I, I want to see them do more movies like that. But we're also in an era too where it's we'll accept anything <laughs> because our options are so limited. So if they do continue to make original movies, they could be like mediocre as hell, they could be like lifetime original movies or hallmark romance movies, like just terrible. And we'll watch them. That we'll get the stream and they'll make their money either which way. So it, it's also a good time for streaming services to have a sense of integrity because they know they can get away with making total crap and we will still watch it because there's nothing else to watch or do. So movies like Extraction that that I heard was excellent, Triple Frontier, which was phenomenal, The Old Guard, which I thought was great. It's stuff like that, like stuff with a little bit of extra character, integrity and quality mm-hmm. that really shows us, wow, they really still care about their members, their subscribers. And that's fantastic because Lord knows they don't have to. Yeah, they don't got to. Yeah, they can afford not to. I'm really excited that they're trying. I I can't say I, I don't know about other streaming services. I'm not paying too much attention to everything else that's out there except for Netflix and HBO Max and Prime, but for what we've got, I think it's I think
1: it's good, man. They're 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 killing quarantine. I love it. You had given us some hope in the movies, but uh, yeah. Now the real question is what would y'all do with your five minutes of power when you had it? What would you do with it? Would y'all rob a bank? Would y'all just fight crime? What would y'all do? <laughs> that brings up another interesting concept with power is that you're
0: not just walking around with these powers at all times. You ha- You can choose to use it in very particular situations. And when it's active for those five minutes, Joseph Gordon-Levitt does a really good job of exemplifying that throughout the film. He only pops that capsule when he's already in a moment of heat. You know what I mean? Lord, I have no idea what I would do with those powers. Um, (laughs) Not a clue.
2: With my camel power, I would go and help put out forest fires. So there you go. (laughs) Uh,
1: Double the superhero right there. That's crazy. Oh man, me. I don't know. I, I even thought about. i would be a bounty hunter, and every time someone like outruns me or something, you know what? I'm gonna continue take my little wolf powers and track you down for a little bit, outrun you. But yeah. I, overall, I I could say I'd give it like a seven out of ten. But uh, overall, I really didn't see anything wrong with it. It was unique. It was original. By the way. Before we uh go, it's uh next week is DC Fandom, DC's Comic Con, so we'll be discussing some of that next week. Awesome. Oh yeah, it's literally DC Fandom is gonna have everything DC related: new video games, new TV shows, new comics, new movies, everything. And I'm super hyped about it. So.
0: Yeah. What are you guys looking forward to the most at experiencing with uh, DC Fandom?
2: Oh boy. Um, Snyder Cut, Snyder Cut. <laughs> me,
1: it'd be. Well, I've already heard that they're making uh, Titans come to HBO Max. So yeah. I'm excited, I'm excited about that. And I heard that they're making a Seuss Squad game by Rocksteady, the one that made uh, Batman Arkham games. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm excited about hearing about that. And I'm excited about all the DC stuff. Like, since Marvel's phases don't look that strong right now, I'm switching to DC for a little bit. And I'm excited to hear everything I can about DC. But
2: how about you?
0: Gosh darn it, Snyder cut. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm I'm so sick of the the poking and prodding and teasing. I don't even want a trailer. I just want them to just release it early or something. I'm just so ready to see this movie, to see this original vision, and appreciate it and love it. But another thing that I'm really interested in seeing. Because I, I really like this whole revitalization of the DC Cinematic Universe happening post Original Justice League, I want to see what's going on with Black Adam. Yes, um, yeah, they've announced Black Adam like two hundred years ago. They cast The Rock. They probably still haven't cast anyone else in this film, and they didn't. I don't think they hinted at him. There was a or anything like that. There was a teaser, yeah.
1: The other day they made a teaser. Oh, they made a teaser? Okay. Yeah, oh. like, and they hired someone, I don't even know what name, but someone's supposed to play something like Dr. Fate or something. Oh, okay. See, I like, didn't know that. Yeah, That's... like, the Rock, he posted on his Instagram or Twitter one saying, okay, I can't wait till DC Fandom, so here you go. And he posted like a five second teaser of him looking at the chair, if you remember in the Shazam movie, how... Some of the twi- sister and brothers were sitting in the big chairs when they were in Shazam form.
0: Yeah, and the
1: girl said, "What well, are six chairs?" And he's like, well, "Whoever it is, I bet he must be like family." And it just shows Black Adam over here.
0: Oh, okay. And yeah, I'm all- that I went, like went over my boy. head. This has been the Geek and Out Loud podcast. Like and subscribe to hear our next episodes about the latest news in movies, comics
1: and all things geek.